Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Henley and Xander on ESPN 1000. You can catch us on the ESPN app for uh, Android or iPhones, which is a very, very handy app. You can also hear us on HD, 100.3 HD 2, when you want a clear signal. All right, so Brian, we're we're talking about the NFL and uh, the free agency period starts on March 16th. It is time to see our new management get down to work. And they're going to be active, I would assume, because of what's happening with the fact that we don't have uh, the previous regime didn't leave us a lot in the uh, way of draft capital. So I, I think that we need to jump in and be really, really active. Now, Aaron Rodgers is, uh, you know, we're waiting to see what, what is going to go with him uh, as far as what's happening in Green Bay. And, you know, Tyler, I don't know, um, is it feeling like he's just been a big uh, drain, drama drain with what's going on for the past couple of years here? Or is this just something that is just naturally going to happen with his stature in Green Bay, what he means to the team and what he can do as far as calling the shots for his career? Well, I I see where you're coming from. I mean, this is just Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers. This right. is and, kind and, of the, and the up MO until of a couple his entire... Years ago, though. Yeah, but up I mean, until a couple of years ago, he's he's been quiet. Then all of a sudden, he has just become this person that I I don't think many people knew about. Well, you see, his engagement broke off too. So yeah, and that's he, another ring he's not going to get. <laughs> are, you, are you surprised I was so ready for that one? Thank oh, that you for was, lobbing that, was, that. That was good, but apparently, you know, he, he <laughs> can be a pain in the rear end somewhere else too. I mean, I don't know who's at fault, but it'd be you know, um, I. ESPN put together ESPN.com put together most likely landing spots or the what would be the most um, realistic or what makes the most sense for uh, free agents and the teams that they, they matched them up. Yeah. And Devonte Adams, who was it? Remember Lovey Smith showed up whose doorstep was it? Boy, this goes back how many years, but he, he and he, and I think it was Jerry at the time was GM um, that they basically showed up with a big check on the guy's front door. Who is it? The defensive player, free agent, at midnight, the first minute you could start talking to free agents. Mm. And, and yeah, they I can't remember who that was. It was like $60 million signed here, and you know, off we go. I mean, that, It wasn't that, that big cardboard check, was it? It was an oh, actual yeah, check? Yeah, Ed McMahon's van was out front, and he came out <laughs> with the balloons. And the, right. But, yeah, but um, <laughs> Google it if you know who Ed McMahon is. Um, Publisher clearinghouse check, yeah. I mean, they they were showing the love that night, right? I mean, so I've seen on Twitter that, you know, Devontae Adams is a possibility for the Bears. I mean, okay, here's hoping. But between their cap issues, and and Green Bay has cap issues too, Mark. I mean, they're $45 million over the cap. But so the number one on the list is Devontae Adams, obviously, is free agents, right? So March 16th. Who's going to be sitting there with a big check for Devontae Adams? And, well, they have the Raiders making the most sense. And they say, well, he can uh, reunite with Fresno State teammate Derek Carr. Well, how about this? If Aaron Rodgers really wants to go out west, can is there a way the Raiders find a way to get Aaron Rodgers and steal. then Devontae Adams? Yeah, you know, right. re, re, don't worry about reuniting with the college teammate. 
reunite with the guy who's been throwing you know balls to you for the last few years, even though he can't get to the Super Bowl. You you you, you make a lot of noise during the regular season. I, if they can swing that, but boy, if the Bears could pull a Devonte Adams uh, signing, then then I, I'm a believer. Right, right, and and if that happened now, the Packers have until that day. Uh, there's a window where they could tag him. Who Devonte? Yeah, yeah. I don't. They're they're not going to do that because they can't afford. Him. Okay, okay. So they can't. Okay, so he is going to go. If we get Devonte Adams, does that spell the end for Aaron? Because it always seemed like, and 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 again, I was talking to, you know, we were talking to Tyler about this too. You know, he's been very very vocal to the point of just really being a, a surprise over the past couple of years, and I think he's made it clear that you know he wants some quality players around him. He, he's not so involved they, in. Yeah, he doesn't want to rebuild. So right, right. So if he, but let's just focus on Devonte. If he doesn't have Devonte, is that is that him saying, you know what? Okay, if we can't keep him here, I'm out. Well, yeah, and, and that's the thing. So everyone's reading the tea and the leaves, Bears, right? And the Bears would be doing themselves a favor by getting a great receiver if they could pull it off and forcing Aaron out of the pocket in Green Bay, so to speak. Well, you you get Devonte Adams, Justin Fields becomes a better quarterback from that day on. Um, yes, certainly. But okay, so that everyone's reading the tea leaves up in Green Bay that uh, Rogers, you know, stayed around for three or four days after the season and talked football with the coaches and and talked about the future ostensibly. That was the report. Uh, it was Adam Schefter. So you know, uh, people want to say, "Whoa, that indicates he's sticking around." Um, I don't know if that indicates anything other than he's stuck around for three or four days and talked to the coaches. <laughs> right, right. But you know, it it. I don't think you know, the Bears aren't getting Devontae Adams. If, if they if they prove me wrong, God bless them because then I'm, I'm I'm all on board with Ryan Poles and and everything he's doing. But obviously they have to address the offensive line. Obviously they have to address the receiving position, the secondary. I mean, on, the list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. But how what, would you prioritize that list, Brian? Well, if you're not getting a difference maker like a Devontae, okay, Adams, so we're not getting Devontae. What's the first thing we need to go after? Well, well then you have to you have to get yourself yeah. a left tackle, and yep. you know Tevin Jenkins ain't it. So I'm sorry, yo. The thing about when when Ryan Pace drafted Tevin Jenkins, everything I read was the Bears were the only team projecting him as a left tackle. Now a guy who had who had a bad back and then ended up having back surgery for a second for a different injury, according to the Bears, um, but. Of all the people scouting Tevin Jenkins, of all the teams, the Bears were the only ones who said, well, yeah, we, we can move him to left tackle and everything would be great. Yeah, I think so that happened you, with Trubisky too, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> right. We're still paying for that. And right, then you end right. up going getting a 40-year-old off his fishing boat and, and throwing him in at left tackle and saying, you know, we're good to go and, and you're not good to go. So obviously the offensive line is, is priority yeah. one because you want Justin Fields to, to start. Be and, and be protected, yeah. Yeah, and becoming the the franchise quarterback that we still hope most of us still hope he can be. Other some people believe it it's not going to happen, and I, I'm not that pessimistic. I uh, no, no, it's too early to make that determination. For yeah, me. I, he he gave us enough wow plays that uh, you know the the turnovers have got to stop, the fumbles have got to stop, whether you're under duress or not. You've got to protect that ball. Um, the passer rating has to be a lot better, but that will all come if you put better players around him, including the guys up front in charge of protecting him. Um, I, I think his IQ, football IQ, is much better than Mitch Trubisky's ever was going to be. Um, and I think the league 
will speak to that as we move along with Trubisky. I don't think he's ever going to be a starter in this league again, no. just like Ryan Pace won't be a GM in this league again, just like Matt Nagy won't be a head coach in this league again. Matt Nagy might not even be a quarterback coach anywhere in this league. Um, I think, you know, the Pace and Nagy, I think their days anywhere in the NFL. I mean, I mean, could you even give Ryan Pace a scouting job and, and tell him, you know, just I, I'm, no not, I, I'm not going to pay him for that. Nope. No. I mean, uh, on what basis do you, do you think he knows <laughs> right. what he's looking at? Right. Right. But I'm, I'm just going through this list of the yeah. top 50 free agents, and I still haven't hit, hit the Bears yet with, with a top 50 free agent that makes, oh, here we go. Number 32, Cam Robinson, offensive tackle. ESPN.com says Cam Robinson is a, a, the, the best fit for the Chicago Bears. Why? Robinson has major ability but plays inconsistently. Well, join the group. With Chicago's issues across the offensive line for the past few years, it's time to invest in high-level talent, betting that Robinson will become more consistent in the future uh, with right culture and system. Scheme fit, uh, the Bears are betting on the upside and the ability of their coaching staff to elevate the play of Robinson, the former Alabama lineman, as the talent level to hold down the left tackle position in Chicago. Okay, right there you have me because we're not trying to convert Tevin Jenkins. So, um, But you got an inconsistent player who you're going to have to maximize his, his potential. So the old coaching staff didn't develop anybody. So the new right. coaching staff, you have to trust, will develop players. And so maybe, you know, you can feel good about that. Yeah, 312-332-3776. What is your priority in free agency for the Bears? I do I do agree. I mean, the OL, uh, the offensive line is very important because Justin's going to need that protection. And we're going to have to, you know, part of developing him is putting the right people around him to give him protection, give him time so he can develop. So three one two three three two three seven seven six. What is your priority for March sixteenth? Come four p.m. when NFL free agency opens, and should uh, uh, Fluce show up at somebody's door with a big uh, uh, sweepstakes check, trying to sign? Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you. you know, <laughs> I don't think that you're going to go ahead and give that to. Uh, to Cam Robinson necessarily. Yeah, maybe you show it. up at Devontae's address. With yes. That. Yeah. If we no. had enough uh, uh, money to go around, which uh, it doesn't sound like we do to try to do everything. So number 40, we find the Bears again with uh, Michael Gallup, wide receiver. Uh, why it makes sense, the Bears will prioritize a receiver who can win one-on-one matchups. There's a novel approach for quarterback Justin Fields. Gallup will be the steal of free agency if a team gets a discount due to his torn ACL. Oh boy, my uh, yeah. by midseason he should be humming. Offensive coaches around the league love this guy's game. Felt he has been underutilized in Dallas. Okay, so you're getting an injured player, maybe at a bargain price, and a guy who's going to be you know with a lot of hope. Well, I mean, throw the ball up and goes and gets it because we didn't have near enough of that in the last couple of years. Um, why the scheme fits? The Bears need playmakers in the pass game opposite Darnell Mooney. And Gallup brings a physical element to the position with ability to stretch the defense over the top as an outside target for fields. That all sounds great. You know, sign me up for that program if it all works out. Yeah, you know, the, uh, the getting damaged goods and hoping for the best, that's a little tricky, but that's where you're going to find the diamonds um, if, if it turns out right. All right, and so Michael and Gallup, Gallup or Devontae Adams? Um, three one two three three two three seven seven six. Your vote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not a ringer. Uh, are the Bears looking down on this list here? Where are we going to find the Bears again? Uh, let's see. 
What number? 47. You got, oh, yeah, 47. There we go. Brian Allen, the center, mm-hmm. O-line, O-line, O-line. The Bears' new GM, Ryan Poles, was an offensive lineman at Boston College and just helped the Chiefs rebuild their offensive line as part of the Kansas City front office. And 49ers could be a sleeper here, though, too. Alex Mack is a candidate to retire in the 49ers, and Ram offenses employ similar run game play action principles. Scheme fit, Allen is smart. Positional blocker who can climb off combos and get up to linebacker level. That fits what I expect to be a zone-heavy run game approach in Luke Getze's new offensive system. So, and that is uh, according to Bowen. So, yeah, you know that that sounds good. Obviously, we're going to have some competition. Uh, I think any good free agents you know, that we're looking at, we're going to have some stiff competition, and we're just hoping that. Poles, being it off a uh, former offensive lineman, I, I think his concentration is going to be there. Yeah, well, Should be. yeah, you've got a, both the coach and the and the GM are both offensive line linemen, so they they know how important it is and they know what it looks like, right? How about that though, I, I, Matt Nagy? I'm not an idiot. I know we have to run the ball more. You go out and get a, a guy who can actually help you run the ball more. The, that would be great. Luke Getzey actually has a commitment to run the ball and take some pressure off of uh, Justin Fields too. That that all works for me. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Uh looks like O line might be the priority. Maybe it should be, but maybe you have a different idea. Chime in, please. Uh, ESPN one thousand. Uh Xander and Hanley will be back to take your phone calls. Again, three one two three three two three seven seven six. This is ESPN one thousand. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN one thousand. Hanley and Xander on ESPN 1000 here till noon talking bears with you. NFL free agency opens up March 16th. ESPN has a column done by Jeremy Fowler and uh, Matt Bowen about, about the top free agents and uh, Devonte Adams on the top of the list, Brian, uh, that is, uh, that would be the Holy grail for the bears. Not sure if they could pull that off, but sure would be impressive if they could, because behind the O-line, we need a receiver. We need a stud. Yeah, I mean, it's great to diminish the Packers by going get Luke Getzky, but go get Devontae Adams if you really want to. That, you know. that, well, that'll, yeah, that will uh, make a bigger <laughs> impact for sure. Uh, and, and, you know, it does suck getting old, but uh, on Twitter, some people told me it was Julius Peppers. Of course it was that uh, Lovey Smith was waiting at the doorstep at midnight. Oh, that were, that's, that's right, Julius Peppers, yep. Yeah, so um, um, I couldn't come up with Julius Peppers, but that's why we have uh, fans and friends on Twitter. Um and it was funny, you know, speaking of getting old, there was a thing on Twitter yesterday. Um, name your your one, you know, your top cereal, your your only your go to cereal, right? As and, a kid, sure. Well, as a kid, or, no, or even kid, as an adult. Yeah. Okay. And okay, what's I, yours? you know, everyone interpreted it differently. As a kid, it was Quisp. Yeah, I remember Quisp and I those crazy Quisp. commercials. Well, I could, a, eat a, I could eat a box of that at one sitting. Um, yeah. But and and so I said, as a kid, it was Quisp, and and as an old guy, old fart, it's um, Special K, or Honey Nut Cheerios. High brand, right? High brand, Brian. Yeah. No, there, there, no, no. There's no brand in there. But, but uh, one of our listeners, Bill, replied to the mm-hmm. tweet. He said, "It's um, it's what do you say? It's Honey Nut Cheerios sprinkled with Metamucil." And I'm not there yet. So I, I think Bill's older than I am. But yeah, it's Special K. And you can't find, uh, I saw Jeff Agrest, uh, um, one of my buddies at the Sun-Times, uh, the media column, uh, said, what happened to 
the original in you know regular special K on cereal shelves, right? In the grocery store, you can't find it. You can find the berry, the chocolate, whatever. And Mark Potash, who covers the bears for the Sun Times, you know, liked that tweet too. So apparently, I'm not the only one who likes special K, but. You, you get yourself some Honey Nut Cheerios. You, you yeah. know, that, that's not a bad fallback position. Well, I, I'm yeah. I uh, as a kid, Lucky Charms. That was it. For I me. never liked that stuff. Yeah, I, Lucky Charms. I did like Quisp, but Lucky Charms really. And and I did like Frankenberry. That was my favorite. And as an adult, I've gone back to try to buy it. They changed the formula years ago. It does not taste the same. That or my tongue is lucky. Yeah. Yeah. No, no to Frankenberry. Lucky charms is still good. That or my tongue is different. I mean, it is several years older. (laughs) So, but my go-to now is honey bunches of oats. Uh, I'm good with that. Throw the almonds in there. We're good. Yeah, I mean, and and grape nut flakes, not not the not the concrete pebbles there in that little. Box oh my god, grape nuts! Who used to do the commercial? Wilford Brimley was that yeah, him? That many parts of nuts? the tree are eligible or are edible. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, so Julius Peppers. I couldn't come up with Julius Peppers, but that that was the type of thing where you know, you just had to be there and give them the love and give them the money right away and and say sign here, and yep. and now you know now it's like tampering, uh, you know. These deals, these deals are done well before the the three o'clock or four o'clock on March sixteenth. I mean, they're back channels way of, of you know how much we love you and here's what we're prepared to do for you, and that's why those deals are announced like five minutes after the the free agent market opens. Yep, yep, just like with what happened to the Bulls last year. Yeah, that was easy to see right through. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Okay, so we've identified the offensive uh, offensive line that is. Probably the number one need, unless you have another idea. Second, wide receiver, Brian, you think? Yes. In it, order it, of priority? Might need a couple of those, yeah. Right. We were, yeah, no doubt. What is third on the list, Brian, Secondary. for you? Secondary. Secondary. I would agree. Right. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think we only have one person signed. Is Eddie Jackson signed for next year? Not that we were allowed by him this year. Well, and, and what are you going to do with? Khalil Mack. I mean, it's because you yeah. have salary cap issues and, you know, Ryan Pace didn't leave you uh, much in the draft because of his wheelings and dealings. Is there a market for Khalil Mack and, and what can you get? And would you make that move? Uh, you know, who's who's expendable to to pick up some assets here? Well, um, after yeah. after seeing Quinn really step up last yep. year, I mean, I, I think Mack is expendable. But how much can we get for him? Because he has been... You know, he hasn't performed uh, to the contract for sure. To the contract for a few years now, and he's been on and off the injured reserve list. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how creative they can get and how much they can get done in in this offseason because it's not a one offseason fix by any stretch of the imagination. No, no. And and the idea that uh, we we saw what happened with the Bulls in the offseason. And that was actually about uh, uh, maybe a one and a half year fix. It, it can't be that uh, that quick because I think we have more needs than the Bulls did. Well, yeah. I mean, first of all, you're just talking about the, yeah, the size just of more the roster. Players. Yeah. Sure, sure. Right. I mean, yeah, if you yeah. if you get the right six players, uh, uh, you're you're off to the playoffs and maybe making some noise. I mean, right. you're talking about a, a football roster. You, you got so many holes to fill and and only so many ways to you know trade free agency or draft, and you don't have the draft picks anymore because of Ryan Pace. So right, and that's creative. why this the free agency is going to be big for the uh, Bears for sure. With how much money do you have to spend? You know, that's it's 
look, I, we're all on board that's going to look better and be better because they, they're they not fired up. They're not using cliches like Pace and Nagy. They, they seem like, you know, well, first of all, polls coming from Kansas City, even though Nagy came from there. It looks like Matt Nagy tried to tell you he had a big hand in making Patrick Mahomes Patrick Mahomes. I don't think he did. Um, as a quarterback's coach, and he called plays for all six quarters, I think, before the Ryan Pace hired him. Um, I think Poles actually did have a lot of say on that roster that's become a pretty, you know, pretty, pretty impressive <laughs> roster year no, in, year out. Yeah, and you've got you made a great point in that you know, what's coming out of Hallis Hall now from Ryan Poles or Eber Flus or you know, what we've been hearing is a lot more. It's uh, it's confidence inspiring. It's measured. It's not propaganda. It's it's so different than what we were seeing here before. It's a quiet confidence that I'm sensing now. You know how is that going to turn out? I'm you know the, the jury's out right now because nothing's really happened. However, it is a different tone, and well, it's hey, look, the, uh, it's the first nice red flag. For well, first red flag should have been when they didn't even have a, a dinner or lunch with Deshaun Watson, right? And and at that time we didn't know that Deshaun had, was going to have off field issues, but they didn't even have the time to to feign interest in him. The second red flag was Ryan Pace kept trying to tell everyone how that cutesy story about Mitch Trubisky getting his grandmother's old beat up Honda Civic or Toyota Camry, whatever the hell it was, and make sure you drive that up here from North Carolina and bring that to Hell's Hall. Who the hell cares? I mean, you know, this is the NFL. Save that crap for somebody else. Yeah, but he he, he was more trying to sell the kid and, and this kind of, you know, Ryan Pace, you know, well, fired up about Mitch just being a regular guy. Well, he's a regular guy. He wasn't a very good quarterback. And he didn't have a coach who was going to make him a better quarterback because Matt Nagy wasn't that guy. You know, and the, and the level of sell that he did do on Trubisky almost indicated that he knew that he was taking a chance here. Yeah, except, you know, he was so right, and he was the smartest guy in the room. They even let John Fox know about it till a few hours before the draft. And then, you know, calling San Francisco, and you had uh, Lynch out there going, why, why? I thought they have a quarterback, and Mike Glennon, why, why they, okay, but don't, we'll take that draft pick. We'll take the, all those draft picks and move up a spot. Keep, and he said, Peter King was there. He's like, keep Chicago on the phone, because I don't know what they're doing, but we'll be happy to, to give them <laughs> We'll be pick. happy to yeah. fleece them. Yep. 312-332-3776. NFL free agency, March 16th. Offensive line, wide receiver core, uh, uh, the uh, secondary. There are a lot of needs on this team. What is the quickest path to the next step? We don't know, but we certainly know that Justin Fields, our number one asset, needs protection. He needs time. And that offensive line is going to be key. And to have a GM like Ryan Poles, who is an offensive line guy, and Eberflus, who's an offensive line, he was a lineman too, you know, that is going to hopefully make a difference. Now, this article outlined the uh, the three. I think we only have three in the top 50, right, that they outlined yes. for the Bears? Okay, mm-hmm. That's what I saw, yeah. Yeah, and uh, the the first one going back was, uh, it's interesting, Allen Robinson being a fit for the uh, – Indianapolis Colts on this list at 14. The uh, the Bears are their first one was where was it? Brian was it nine or 32? No. The first one was 32. That's what I saw. Okay, okay. I'm maybe I missed one on this list. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, yeah. Maybe maybe you're right here. 32. Yes, it is. It is 32. I thought for some reason we're up on the list here, but yeah, no, Cam Robinson. 
Here's yeah. a here's a rule of thumb on any list. Start at the bottom. When you look for the bears, start at the bottom, unfortunately, and, and scroll to the top, and you'll find them closer to the bottom. And offensive rankings over the last couple of years, you could just save yourself time. <laughs> right. they're, they're usually, then, unless the list is teams that are in desperate need of everything, then they, they'd be toward the top. <laughs> and that is spoken like somebody who has been around the bears for a long time and knows. Born and raised expect. in the city and yeah, <laughs> still, yeah, still yeah, waiting for Bobby yeah. Douglas to win a Super Bowl. Three one two three three two three seven seven two. Talking about the Bears. Three seven seven. Take your phone calls. Try three three seven. Oh, I said I said three seven seven two. Huh? I'm changing yeah, the see, phone over. Three seven seven six. Three seven seven six. The last four numbers. And uh, yeah, chime in on the Bears. We're also going to talk about the lockout. Now I'm starting to watch college baseball highlights like it's the White Sox because I'm already missing baseball. Are you missing baseball? Is this going to really impact your level of fandom? Maybe it won't. You know, a lot of times, Brian, we like to say as baseball fans, you know, yeah, these guys are on strike. I'm not going to watch them. I'm not going to buy, you know, merchandise. And then all of a sudden they're back in. Maybe it's late. You get back into it and then you're there as you were as a fan before the strike ever happened. Is this going to impact you? And what are you looking for? I know as fans, we're looking for the things that we can see on the field, right? You mentioned universal DH. Uh, what are some of the other things? Did we have the, I don't well, think we'll, the pitch, go, we'll go through it yeah, because yeah, yeah, we'll go through them because there is a list, right? Yeah. There, but, and look, the, this is a pivotal week. If, if you're really going to start the season on time, there, there's a thinking that you have to get a, a, a negotiated settlement at, by the end of this week. Yeah. Given how far apart they are on, on some of the major issues, I don't see that happening. But the union said they're going to meet Monday. The union said that they would meet every single day. I don't know if the owners have made that commitment, but we'll talk about yeah, you know, yeah, you know, not the dollars and the arbitration and luxury tax and all that stuff you get bogged down on because it, that that's doesn't not the really, stuff you see. That's no, not the stuff you see. But, and but enjoy. expanded playoffs, universal DH, things that they're tying all this together. And and we had a lot of people re- responding to our Twitter poll. The uh, MLB is uh, proposing expanding the playoff uh, field from 10 to 14 with some interesting twists to that. And the union is countering going from 10 to 12. And we've had some interesting responses on Twitter, but it's going to get bigger. Yeah. It's just a matter of, there's a number there. It's uh, yeah. 12 or 14. So if we'll you want get to respond to, to the Twitter poll, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to all that. We'll take your calls. 312-332-3776. Got the number right. It's Hanley at Xander. This is ESPN 1000. We'll be right back. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Hanley and Xander on ESPN 1000. So, Brian, pitchers and catchers were supposed to report to their team's camps in Florida, Arizona, uh, both uh, both those states, last week. That was the official start of spring training. Blew by that stop sign. Now, all of a sudden, there's this urgency, which I think as fans, uh, you know, deadlines are created for a reason, to create some kind of urgency. But the fact is they had so much time to get together, and they didn't. And now it is really coming out of crunch time, and the baseball season likely will be adversely affected. Yeah, they're they're, they're still far apart on everything from minor league contract 
you know, minimums for uh, players to minimum salaries for MLB players, certainly salary uh, arbitration rights and free agency and all that. Yeah, right. And, and why didn't that get started earlier? There was just so much to do. Yeah. And it, it just it, makes it, it makes us nuts as regular fans. It's like this, this could have been talked about and solved by now. And, and this is what I think fans are noticing. You know, we're, we're not stupid. It just doesn't seem like they really care about the fans. In the end, that's what provides the money. Yeah, and fans aren't stupid, but even when if you're trying to digest all this stuff and what you know what the unions proposing and what the management owners want, I mean, it the numbers just it, you, you know your head spins after a while about luxury right. tax and percentages and and penalties and thirty percent here if that year is fifty percent, but when it gets down to stuff, you can really say well, how this will impact the game on the field. Let's start with the postseason. So ownership is proposing going from 10 playoff teams to 14 teams. So you're increasing wild cards from two per league to four per league. And Jackie Bauer on Twitter said, I was totally wrong. Eddie, the second wild card has been great, but this might be pushing it. 14 definitely is. Most of the responses are saying, okay, you have to live with the expanded playoffs. We know it's going to get, it's going to be more, but the union is proposing 12 playoff teams and, you know, Picking your poison or, or you know, the least of uh, of the two evils, most people mm-hmm. are saying, I'll take 12, not 14. But how about this 14 proposal? So the division winner with the best record in each league would advance directly to the division series. The two other division winners and wildcard teams would start in a best of three round. And a lot of people like the best of three idea, first of all. Mm-hmm. The di- division winner, this is ownership proposal. The division winner with the second best record would choose its opponent from among the three lowest seeded wildcard teams. Now, can you imagine being that front office and saying, we want to play, well, let's, we want to play the Brewers. And the Brewers, you know, took the first two games at three game. Now you have to tell your fans why you picked the Brewers, right? <laughs> right. I mean, right. think about that, that, you know, but that's what they're proposing. The division winner with the third best record would get to pick from among the remaining two wildcard teams. And the top wildcard would face whichever team is left, like the kid on the part on the play, you know, on the playing field or on the, the last kid selected, you know, you, yep. okay, I got, I got to play you because nobody, everyone else has been taken. The players association says we'll go for a 12 team expanded playoffs. And they also are talking about realigning two uh, divisions per league. Subject to the agreement on MLBAPA economic proposals, so they tie that all in. You're not getting the expanded playoffs unless you. We all agree on the economics, the salary arbitration, free agency, and all that stuff. The three division plan would result in eight to sixteen additional games, and two division plan would be ten to eighteen additional games. So you're going to have more. It's just about how much more. And the union has said. Uh, MLB ownership, as I said, they'll accept the uh, union proposal to extend designated hitter to the National League, subject to the agreement on postseason expansion. So if you'll get universal DH, you'll get that in the NL, but you have to agree to our 14-team playoff uh, proposal. So they all tied these things in. You can't say, right. oh, let's agree on that, move on. If you agree on that, you're only agreeing on that if you also agree on the other thing. Right, and that's how convoluted it is, and that's how it seems like this is an impossible mountain to climb to keep everything on schedule, which as a fan, you know, this is, you know, they're doing this during a time where it just doesn't seem like they can compromise their fan base. 
by their own actions with what's happened with COVID and everything. It, it's just, it's mind blowing that they haven't been able to get to the Kumbaya part quicker. Oh, they're not even close to, to the, no, they're the, not picking out no, the guitar not. yet. Um, <laughs> no, it's still in the case. Yeah, amateur draft MLB. The ownership has proposed an NBA NHL style draft lottery for top three selections. You know, so the union says, okay, we'll go with the weighted lottery because we're tired of teams tanking and not going out and getting free agents to compete for anything, but they would go eight deep instead of the top three. So that, you know, that you have X number of uh, ping pong balls versus, you know, depending on, on where you finished in the season and so it's not just the last team picks first, right? So you they're trying to de-incentivize losing, right? Right, right. Because tanking, you know, look at the Pirates, look at, you know, some other teams have Look at just, a, third, a third of the season. A third of the teams any season is, are, are not actively trying to win anything, right? Right, right. And, and it, it's, been, it's been an obvious problem, and they need to take care of that. We just don't know how quick this is going to take. Now, they did start saying, and again, this drives me nuts just as a fan. Oh, we're going to start meeting every day. Well, how about, yeah. what were you doing in January? What were you doing in February? Yep. Yeah, okay, take the holidays off. Why right weren't you meeting every day you know, during the season if you Where's could? the urgency? I mean, sure, yeah. sure. I mean, I mean this that's has been on the horizon for yeah. years. It, it, it wasn't right. like, oh, wait a minute, we, we don't agree on, on arbitration and free agency. We don't agree on luxury tax. Oh, we can get that done in a week. I mean, it, but they're so far apart, no, and, and the dollars are just, you know, it's just mind-blowing about how much money you're talking about. But in the end, are they willing to, to start the season late because they're so dug in? And, and you're talking about, you know, the, the idea of expanding – arbitration impacts about 97 or 98 players, right? Now, if you're the union, you have to fight for every player, right? But if your ownership, I know, I know it's a lot of money when you're paying those top 100 players a lot of money, you know, accelerating the amount of money they can get. And, and after two years, they can get more instead of waiting three years or six years or whatever. But it's once, are you going to lose a month of the season, two weeks of the season, two months of the season? At what point? You know, do you are you not recouping? You're you're losing so much of the gate and TV revenue that this stuff doesn't even matter. And it it just seems like the owners seem to be tone deaf to the fans and and the fans' expectations. Now, I know, I know, in the in the scale of things, the owners are in rarefied air, right? They're billionaires, and the players are millionaires. But the health of this sport. And the future of this professional sport as being entertainment that is funded by the average Joe and Jill is in, you know, really the responsibility of the owners. The players are the labor. The owners, that's their responsibility. And, and I know that negotiations are tough, but they have to figure out a way to get the product moving so they can start generating revenue. And for the season to be delayed by a week or two, that's unfortunate. But by a month, I can't imagine. Yeah. Are you going to start? How that's going to screw things you up. Start, you know, restart those seven inning double headers to make up the games you missed. And uh, how- how many weeks can you miss? You know, we had are, to do that because of COVID. Now, we don't have to do that because of this. But because of what they're doing, we may. Well, this isn't the NFL where every team 
banks a profit before they let the first fan through the turnstile because of the TV revenue, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Right. Now, look, Tom Rickett said they lost uh, revenues of biblical proportions because (laughs) of COVID because they couldn't have fans in Wrigley Field. Now, think about that. They have Marquee Network. They have Wrigleyville built up. But they are still, according to Tom Ricketts, the chairman of the Cubs, they are still, the majority of their revenues comes from game day tickets and concessions and everything goes along with everything they've created at Wrigleyville and pour their money, the the family money into, right? So this isn't, but that said, all the, they spent what, $850 million, give or take, to buy the Cubs back in the day. Mm -hmm. And it's worth, north of three billion easy right now i mean even the worst sports franchises are you started a billion dollars right i mean just that that's what it is so that's not liquid money for them i i get that but that their sports people are tripping over each other to to buy sports franchises for a reason because they appreciate value in in, you know all huge yeah, in huge percentages. Quick, yeah. Right. But that said, you know, they, they I think they sent out the invoices for season tickets in January. You, you, they weren't meeting, but you know, they want I I would love to hear from season ticket holders. You know, did you have to send in like 25% of a down payment on your season tickets and did you think You're about dragging doing your it? feet or did yeah. you cancel? Yeah. Or did right. you cancel? Or did we you write to check and say, you know, right. I, I I can't wait for it to be back and Here's my money. Take it. I'll see you then. 312-332-3776. Boy, it's hard to write a check for something. You don't know when it's going to appear, but maybe you've done that. We'll uh, hear from you. We'll take your calls. We're here until noon. It's Hanley and Xander. This is ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Yeah. Well, well, well. Xander and Hanley, ESPN 1000. You know, ESPN.com, Brian, also put out a column uh, done by uh, Jeremy Fowler and Dan Graziano of the 2022 NFL quarterback trade market. Quite an impressive list of names. If this were last year, this was something we were looking at here in Chicago, with the exception of those who think Justin Fields is already a bust. Um, most people are thinking, you know what, we're good. But these names are going to be switching uniforms, like Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. That'll really be interesting. Obviously, the Aaron Rodgers thing is something we're watching here in Chicago to see if he actually leaves Green Bay and if he will stay in the division, or hopefully he'll go out west away from us. Kirk Cousins, uh, Carson Wentz. Pretty wild the year. We're, we're going to see some uh, quarterbacks wearing different uniforms. Yeah, so Russell Wilson, I mean, when the Bears went to Seattle and offered them a King's Ransom to get Russell Wilson, and I, I, Pete Carroll finally, I think, said thanks but no thanks. But a year removed from that, here we have Russell Wilson saying, you know what, it's probably time. You know, things aren't going the way they used to go around here, and feel mm. free to explore a, you know, a new destination for me. Um, the Deshaun Watson stuff, what are you willing to trade for a guy who's got the, the talent for sure? But what, what was it, like 23 lawsuits had been 22. filed? 22. 22. As if uh, one is enough, but 22 is more than enough. Right. And he claims that, that they're all, you know, his, his representation claims that, that the, they have no merit, those lawsuits. But there's 22 of them you're going to either have to <laughs> defend or write checks to make go away, right? 
So yeah. as a as a front office, what are you willing to to put on the table to get Deshaun Watson? Who, by and the way, what are what are the Texans actually thinking that they're going to get given the situation? Well, I mean, okay, so how about this? So Lovey Smith is down there. Talk about a guy. And granted, he had success and great success here in Chicago, but who's lived a charmed life since, right? It did, mm-hmm. you know, the debacle down in in Champaign, and and now you, you're tossing the keys to a professional franchise and saying, you know, it's, you're good to go. But Deshaun Watson, before all that came to to light, wanted say in picking the coach and the GM, and then you know everything else. And so you're going to get a guy who believes he should have say in running your organization because I don't think that mindset's changed. I, I think a little bit. And, and but so how much what assets are you willing to get to Sean Watson not knowing when he's going to be available to you on the field too, right? So when you get down to Kirk Cousins, you know, you want some of this or you like what 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 he's he was screaming? There's a guy, how much is he making in Minnesota? Like twenty five million, twenty six good luck. You want that guy? Carson Wentz, you know, good luck. I, I just those guys, they don't, they're not, they're not difference makers. Not, not Derek like Carr. Yeah, like yeah. You like that. You like that. You like that. Yeah. No, yeah. not really. Uh, Derek Carr out of the Raiders. That, uh, you know, that may be attractive for somebody. And there's another name on the list, but I agree with you. Carson Wentz uh, and, and uh, Kirk Cousins. But it will be interesting if Rodgers, now Garoppolo is also on that list. And if he is done in San Francisco, is that the destination for Aaron Rodgers? We've talked about that a lot. But what happens in Tampa Bay? And is Tom Brady actually retired? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so There's we're... that again. We, we thought we solved that. And then, you know, eight days later, we're talking about it again. And that yeah. was last week. And now we're 14 days in. And we still don't know. Is the man retired? Well, and, and we had a response on Twitter. I don't know. It was Darren. He said, you know, that. It's going to eat Aaron Rodgers alive if if Tom Brady starts getting more of the spotlight about what whether he's coming back or not, and Aaron's not the number one topic of conversation. Oh, you know it will. Yeah. Oh, you know it will. But yeah, but that is interesting because when, when you start looking at, it, it's assumed that if if Aaron Rodgers does not remain in Green Bay, that he's heading west, right? Because he lives mm-hmm. out in California, and so. We've already gone over that Derek Carr would love to have Devontae Adams, and ESPN.com puts that as the number one spot for the number one wide receiver because Derek Carr played with Devontae Adams at Fresno State. Again, I think Devontae would be more than happy if Aaron Rodgers was reunited with him in Las Vegas. Um, but San Francisco makes all the sense in the world, too, right, for, for right. Aaron Rodgers. And Kyle, can you imagine Kyle Shanahan with Aaron Rodgers? You know, Not that you need you know, Kyle Shanahan picking Aaron Rodgers' brain or Aaron Rodgers picking Kyle Shanahan's brain, but that, that'd be that'd be quite the collaboration there. That, it, 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 it certainly will. It, it certainly would. Now, where does Garoppolo end up? Well, between the injury and, look, he they, you know, he, he got got the momentum team going there for a while and dispatched said Packers, um, but through a full season, and they, they already went ahead and drafted you know, a quarterback uh, to replace him a year ago, so um, – Remember when the Bears were talking to New England about trading for Jimmy Garoppolo back yep. in the day, and, and yep. that didn't come to fruition. Is is Jimmy Garoppolo? If you trade for him, is he he's is he fighting for a number one job, or is just he's, you're just giving him the number one job? He's not coming here, but I mean, so it doesn't really impact the Bears at all. 
Yeah, it. Uh, I think the big one we're looking at is Aaron Rodgers because it affects us indirectly. And the idea that he will go out west, I, I think it would be a welcome sight for any, any Bears fans. Uh, although, if he stays there and he doesn't have Devontae Adams, I don't know how that would look. You know, and, and would he possibly even stay there? Because then you may be talking a rebuild. It, that well, depends on what he thinks, you know. With or without Devontae Adams, uh, if Aaron Rodgers is there, the Packers are still the favorite to win the North, right? I mean, that's just yep. a given. Because Minnesota just, you know, went ahead and, and, you know, like the Bears have had turnover in the front office and coaches and everyone else. And, and who knows what's going on in Detroit. They surprised a couple games. But is, does, does that have any kind of staying power or how much improvement are you going to get out of the Lions moving forward? Jared Goff is, you know, What's the answer there? So Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, Packers still favorite to win the division, no matter yep. because the Bears to have too many holes to fill. They right, can't do right. It it's not going to be this year. Well, Brian, uh, we're going to wrap things up. Uh, the Twitter poll, we did not get a chance to wrap that up, but you can go and jump on Twitter and see how that turned out. It's uh, Brian Hanley and Mark Zander. Thanks for joining us on a Sunday. We appreciate it. Thank you, Tyler Aki. And uh, we will see you next weekend here on ESPN 1000. All right, Brian? 